0: You are listening to A Walk in Their Words. This is Kam Sian sang and he came to America from Burma in 2008, and this is his story. My name is Kam Sian sang I am the second oldest son in my family. I am from Tunzang, Burma. I came to America in September 2008 with my fathers and my brothers. So I was in a refugee camp at Malaysia due to the political and economic corruption in Burma. When we were in Burma, uh, we did not have any freedom. Uh, Everything is corrupt. And then we try to survive each day for example, if we have something to eat today, the next morning we don't have anything. So it is because the government took everything and under control we don't have any opportunity. So uh, we flee to Malaysia by land uh, at night uh, with boat. Uh, before that, my father was already there because he left uh, ahead of us to make sure everything is safe. And then he called us, my brother and I want to Malaysia. In Malaysia, we there's no at the time we did not have like a specific refugee camp. We settled in the, the city. We find any shelter that available for us. And then some of the housing situation are very bad uh, because we don't have any legal document. We could not live in proper housings. and But we are allowed to work in uh, restaurants about two dollars a day that we make to survive. So some people do not get a a job, even they want to work because um, it is like, you know, very competitive without a legal document. That's why it was very bad. The process is that my father had to go to the refugee uh, office center. Uh, It's called UNHCR, headquarters in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. There's uh, an interpreter they help him with all the uh, application process so after he submit his information they called him for the interview and we had to do the medical checkup security check and also just like second medical interview and second medical checkup and also we had to go for the overseas orientations before we come to america to see uh, how it's going to be like living in america so when we got accepted, a hope that it's going to be safe and better, because we never, you know, go to, like, second country away from our homeland, and then even in Malaysia, we face a lot of challenges, and then, you know, the only hope is that it's going to be better and safer. It's, you know, it's like a breast, you know, we, like, a gift from God uh, is, like, undefinable. So you know we could not sleep it because we are very excited and then when we see the video at the overseas orientation about living in america we thought that we're gonna live in the city like big new like new york city that's what we see in the video and then we were very excited too about schooling you know opportunity and then how the law enforcement police officers support each other and then Also, you know, how, like, adult people uh, get job and work in the factory, you know, how they welcome people, even different colors, they work together. So these are the things that, we, you know, very, um, like, give us a lot of excitement. Uh, When I arrived in America, it was in September 2008, I was only 14. I came to America with my father and my brother first. We left my mom and then my sister still in Malaysia because they uh, they, they have different case uh, with the UNHCR because they came late when we came to America. So when we arrived, it was only three of us. So when we arrived, you know, it was very lonely. In 2008, we did not have many friends or community members. So it, it was just... Only us in our community, and then we can count that just like no less than fifty people that we can see in Buffalo Burmese refugee in two thousand eight. So we did not have a lot of support. We only depending on the caseworker, and then. If we don't have appointment, there's nothing we can do. We you know we cannot go out, so we was stay at home. It was very boring. But you know, when the caseworker took us out for grocery, it was very excited. We get to see the neighborhood, and then it was not like the way we expect. You know, the house are very low. It's not like big house. It was very quiet. You know, so. <laughs> So, the International Institute of Buffalo is helping me and my family from the airport until we become uh independent or knowing how to get a little understanding uh American system better. so like giving us housings uh clothing and you know schooling all the process even green card all the cost service that refugee need to complete is done by International Institute. So that we never forget that. we. This is like our home. So the most excitement and then accomplishment that I have for myself is, you know, I become a landlord, yeah, and then I am able to get my education. Um, so many of my friends giving up on school. However, you know, a lot of a uh, French, uh, American friend, professor, they pushed me, and then that helped me a lot with my education. So I st- am able to get my undergraduate degree, and then soon so I'm going to get my master's degree within the next one week. So that's the accomplishment I have. Right now I'm working at the International Institute of Buffalo as a resettlement case manager. So I was a refugee before, and now I am a case manager for refugee, so it is like I'm giving back how I got support from other people and then so I believe that helping other people is what we need in our life. you know, if we have a second life, it will be a different story, but we live only once, so helping other people is uh, one of my goals so uh, being a case manager is tough you know. I can imagine um, how I, you know, how the case managers support us and helping us with uh, all of our need. It's gonna be very tough and stressful for them too, but they did not give up. All the new refugee coming into America, they face so many challenges. Living in America is completely different. So, I am that person who can help these people, even small or big, uh, you know. I can be their tool to be success in America, and at least they understand something, how to be a better person, how to manage their own lifestyle in America. My favorite thing living in Buffalo is uh, the diversity, you know, I have to meet so many different people in uh, from different background, and then also the language. So I I am learning Swahili, and then it's getting better and better, so this is my favorite thing. Do you want? Thing that I miss about Burma is my family member. Uh, most of my family members are still in Burma, so I miss them a lot. <laughs> yeah. So when we really settled here from IIB, the most challenges is that not knowing um, the community, and then because the caseworker is only working beyond you know the policy, and then not like New American Integration Service, the caseworker did not have time to cheat to teach us how to uh, use computers, how to, you know, get around in the neighborhood, like community resources. If we know before, you know, how to get like directions, so it will be very helpful for them, like teaching them bus on behalf of the resettlement agency. These are the things that, um, you know, I feel bad about to them, to my fellow refugee. When my family member, my mom and sister arrive. The caseworker did not have to do anything because we already prepared everything and we knew from the challenges we learned from there and then we helped my mom and sister with housing, all all of the thing that they need to do. So the most challenge for my family is us, you know, what not knowing thing. In eighth grade, I pick uh English, trying my best to pick up very quick. And then my family, my mom arrived in 2009. So my English was a little better. And then my role was as a leader in my family, helping them with, you know, making appointment, taking them to the hospital. Before 2010, institutions, school, uh, hospital, they did not just all have interpreters available. And then I have to be there, you know, interpreters for my family. And sometimes. I am not allowed to be their translator because of the relationship. They did not have phone interpreters. It was like the system was very bad. Like the International Institute, journalists and Catholic charity fight for the refugee community to push, you know, like local business, local policy to have interpreters available in the uh, you know, office. So that helped us a lot. Um. Yep, IIB Language Department is one of the biggest leaders that play in uh, Buffalo. Uh, Phone interpreters are available. And then if we need something, uh, we can call IIB and then they can quickly find interpreters that appropriate language for us. I would like to share that um, America, you know, is different, every city is different. And then, for example, Buffalo, I do not know about other cities, but Buffalo, based on my experience, is one of the very most cities that welcome refugee and give us a lot of resources to become successful. Uh, we have to take it seriously. And then, you know, let's say I want to success in America. If you have that mindset, you will be success. But if you don't have, you know, just enjoy the freedom here, you will forget how to become successful. And then after like ten years you will regret about oh I missed that, I should do that. So my based on my experience, please do not you know take anything for granted. Take it seriously and then uh enjoy where you enjoy the freedom, there's a lot of resources you can become successful, take them, you know, as an opportunity. The current situation in Burma is very bad, you know. It is that's something we should not see in today's society. Today's society we have technology available like Facebook. People use Facebook most of the time, and then Twitter's. They do live video how the government kill and tortors abuse, steal, trade people' life. In February first, the military coup happened. The government. Uh, took over. So it started from the election result. So the NLD, National League Party, won the elections uh, by majority, but they did not accept the result. And then they declared military coup and arrest all the leaders in Burma. So it affected uh, especially parents. Parents want uh, to go back and visit the family member. Uh, they try very hard to become American citizen, get their passport and go back. Right now they are very disappointed in themselves because they have become hopeless, because the Burmese government could not allow anyone coming in and going out. So most of the refugees in America have a Thai family still in Burma. So it affects a lot of, you know, situation in every way for us. And then in Burma we had freedom for almost like five years we enjoyed it uh, family family member for america still supporting back and forth with the um internet available you know communication technology thing so these are one of the very helpful things um so i would like the world to know the current situation in burma is uh killing you know hope for all the overseas Burmese people. So the people who want democracy are suffering because when they arrest all the leaders and then they begin to protest day and night. Uh, and then the government declared war on it on uh, people. And then they use real bullets and they kill, they arrest other people who uh, peacefully protest the people, the people, and then even they, you know, um, kill the children. They went into the house and killed the children. And then they steal whatever they have, like money. Uh, so it was very bad, and then it's still ongoing situation. Uh, the United Nations or the other country does not support uh, the people of Burma who want democracy and then does not support the government, or ask them to stop killing a lot. They just talk, but there's no action. So from the people of Burma, we will fight back uh, the soldiers and law enforcement. They're supposed to protect people, but they kill it on citizens. So in order to support Burma, the Burmese community and then the church members are trying uh, many different ways collecting money donation from it on um, Burmese refugee and then we also joining the protest and then send letter to the representative so the senate and then the lower house the congress the advocacy from the Burmese community is uh, you know their voice is hard enough in the congress problem is the Biden administration do not take seriously and then he the administration need to take serious action in order to be stable and make a better system in Burma. Uh, First, the advocacy that we have is uh, supporting each other. Uh, Most of the parents, as I said, they have, they overthinking some of them in the community because they are very worried. They could not sleep at night because of their thinking. They could not eat, sleep, you know, do anything. Because of their wariness in what happened in Burma, so we help them. We held them with uh, financially, trying to support them, and then also being as an interpreters uh, with you know their primary doctor. We help them call, and we also go to their house, and then you know make a social life talk anything we want, uh, and then make, you know, everyone laugh like, funny stories, we share each other. So that's how we keep, our you know, ourselves healthy and live from stressfulness. Life in America, the difference between uh, living in Burma and living in America, I would say that living in America is like, you can see the sun, you know, it's like a day light. Living in Burma is like dark, you cannot see anything because you don't have anything any opportunity no freedom you know so as i said before so what are you going to eat tomorrow there's nothing what are you going to what are you going to make money there's no hope uh where will you go for school and then just hopeless for education but in america you can have all the opportunity for yourself for your family not only for your family even for other countries you know you make enough money you send back and support them so they can survive a walk in their words is produced and edited by the center in utica and the international institute of buffalo we would also like to thank our partners catholic charities of buffalo catholic family center journey's end refugee services the College of Southern Idaho Refugee Center and the United States Committee for Refugees and Immigrants. And lastly, thank you to the clients who chose to tell their stories. We appreciate your time and bravery.